Jewish audio on Kabbalah.org. Continuing, good morning. Continuing in the double portion of Nitzavim Vayelech, chapter 30, verse 15. And today, being Wednesday, this is the portion which segues and connects between Nitzavim and Vayelech. Behold, I have placed before you today, says Moshe Rabbeinu, speaking on behalf of Hashem, life and good, and the flip side, the opposite of life, death and evil. So this is the principle of Bechira Chavshit, free choice. Hashem says, I have given you a gift. It's a pretty serious gift because it's a gift that can lead you to life or, God forbid, to the opposite. Rashi spells it out. Es hachayim hatov. And what's troubling Rashi here? is we know there's an important principle. And that important principle is, Hakol bidei shamayim, chutz miyirat shamayim. Everything is in the hands of heaven, except for fear of heaven. Which means, how tall a person will be, or how short they will be, how rich they will be, how poor they will be. All of these are what we call bashert. Destiny comes from Hashem. We can tweak it through prayer, but ultimately these are blessings which come from Hashem. What are the choices that we have? The moral choices. What is that? Tov and Ra. Whether we'll choose to do good or we'll choose to do the opposite, that's our choice. Therefore, now look at the brilliant words in Rashi. One is dependent upon the other. Because you don't have a choice for Chaim. Chaim is in God's hands. Mavet, God forbid, is in Hashem's hands. Life and death is determined by Hashem. But, if you do good, you'll have life. Because that is your choice. And if, God forbid, you do the opposite, so you have the death. And now, the Torah, in the ensuing following verses, gives you the details. That's how the commentary Mizrahi explains this particular Rashi, which needs explanation. Okay. Uh, verse 16. That those commandments which I am commanding you today, what are the commandments? So he gives an overview of what it means to observe Judaism, to connect to God. To love Hashem your God. To walk in His ways. To observe His commandments. And His statutes. And His ordinances. And we know that there are various categories of commandments. There are testimonial laws. There are statutes, laws without reason. There are civil laws. They're all incorporated within Torah. V'chayisa, and you will live. V'ravisa, and you and everything you have 
will multiply. And Hashem, your God, will bless you. Ba'ores in the land, where you're about to enter into, to possess it, everything will be good because you will connect to Hashem, love Him, walk in His ways, observe all of His commandments, things will be good. Rashi explains, 16, That's the good. And that's what it depends upon. So you have the life. So that ultimately, when a Jew embraces the pathways and lifestyle of Torah and mitzvahs, he and all of his environment are blessed with good and everything is bountiful. That is the pledge from Hashem here. 17, the flip side. But if your heart will turn away, and you're not going to listen, you're not going to hearken, you're not going to take in the commandments from Hashem and observe them, you will be pushed to the side, you'll go off the right pathway, and ultimately, you will bow down, to alien gods, and you will serve them. And here we find, this is one of the places where we find a fascinating lesson, that just by going off the right pathway, one degree, ultimately you come to idol worship. Because Torah is precise, and when a person begins to compromise, sooner or later... He gets very far away from the pathway. Like a person is in the forest and he goes off the main pathway because he's looking for berries. He can come right back a few minutes later. How far can you go in the forest? But if you keep going, you get lost. The Rebbe explained that once upon a time, it took a long time to get lost. But today, when we have rocket ships, it takes very quick to get lost. You can get lost. You can go... Millions of miles in a few seconds. But the tshuva is also quicker today. And that is the idea of you move off one degree, before you know it, there's alien idol worship. Chas v'shalom. 17 Rashi, bim yifna hara. So we have the, the negative. 18, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to every Jewish man, woman, and child on the day of his death, I declare to you today, when you start going off of the mark, sooner or later you will perish. And Moshe Rabbeinu was on the mark because the Jewish people were exiled during the first exile. The end of the first commonwealth, the Babylonian exile, was a direct result of idol worship. You will not last very long upon the land, which you're about to cross this Jordan, to come to inherit, you're not going to last very long there because the moving off the right path will ultimately lead you to idol worship. And we talked about this in the beginning of Nitzavim. That's what this covenant is all about, which will ultimately cause and bring the result of the Jewish people being exiled and caused to perish from the land.
Now, he goes on to say, Rashi, ki obo tovedun So we have the death. 19. I have called to witness against you today. The heaven and the earth. And this is an introduction to ha'azinu ha'shamayim, which is an upcoming portion. Ha'chayim v'hamobos, life and death. Nosati, I have placed the ponecha before you. Habrocha, the blessing v'haklolo, and the opposite of the blessing. And here are these famous words, where Hashem through Moshe beseeches every single Jew and says, uvacharto b'chayim, and you shall choose life. Laman, in order that tichya you shall live, ato you vizarecha and your seed, you have to make the right choices. What are the right choices? To love Hashem and to walk in the pathways of His Torah and mitzvahs. Rashi gives us two interpretations for the idea of calling to witness heaven and earth. One is, why heaven and earth? Because heaven and earth are eternal. If you designate a human being as a witness, today he's here, tomorrow he's gone. But heaven and earth, as long as creation is here, heaven and earth are here. And when negative things will befall you, Ye, you, the heaven and the earth will be aiding witnesses. Shani that I have forewarned you. Bechalzeis about all of this. That's interpretation number one. Interpretation number two. Dover acher Not I'm calling to witness heaven and earth, but I'm making reference to heaven and earth. Hashem says to the Jewish people, Have a good look at the heavens, which I have created to serve you. Did they ever change their ways? Did you wake up ever one morning and some heavenly host said, I'm sorry, I'm not working today. My union got together, we're on strike. That's it, we want better working conditions. Never happened. Hashem's creation follow to perfection their mandate. Was there ever a time that the sun refused to rise in the east? Said, I'm really sorry, I'm tired, I've had it, I'm in therapy, and my psychologist says I must have self-determination, I'm not rising today. It never happened. King as it says in Koheles, that we take sunrise and sunset for granted. You know where Shlomo Hamela got these words from? From Fiddler on the Roof. Sunrise, sunset. V'zorach Hashemesh, Hashemesh. The sun rises and the sun sets. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, Istaklu Gaze upon the earth, Shebarosi, which I created. L'shamesh Eshchem, to serve you. Shemoshin Samidosa. Has the earth ever changed its nature? Shemazaratim, did you ever plant? saw seeds in the ground and all the conditions were correct. Velayt Samchan, it didn't bring forth seed, it didn't sprout. Eishema, did it ever happen? That Zeratim Chitim, you planted wheat, the hell sustained and it yielded barley. Did you ever plant a wheat crop and barley grew? You say to the earth, how come you put out barley? 
He says, you know what? I was tired. <laughs> I had a hard night. It never happens. You plant, you plant wheat and you have wheat. Ma'elu, if these, what are these? Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth are not created for reward or loss. Meaning, if they merit, they don't get extra reward. There's no extra points. There's no bonus. There's no performance bonus. And if they commit a sin, they're not punished. And yet they didn't change their ways. Atem, y'all. Shims chisem, if you merit the kablus achar, you do get reward. Vim chatosem, and if God forbid the opposite to kablu poronius, you get the opposite, alachas kama bekama, that you have to be meticulously observant and make the right choices. Ovacharto bachayim. Ani meira lochem, I am instructing you. Shetiv charu bechelekachayim. Again, allegorically speaking, Hashem is beseeching every single Jew, please, Choose life, make the right choice. Like someone who says to his son, I want you to choose a good portion amongst my possessions. I'm your father. I want to give you a gift. Choose something good. And the son says, how do I know what's good? I'm in college. What do I know what's good? So the father takes the son and puts him right there on the good portion. And he says to him, This is what you should choose. But I didn't say anything. King David says in Tehillim, Hashem is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. You maintain my lot. Meaning, you placed my hand on the best part, on the best lot. This is what you should take. The Balaturim here says, that the word Bachayim has the numerical value of 70, to tell you that it refers to choosing Torah, that if a Jew studies Torah, that's life. Torah is interpreted <clears throat> in 70 different ways, the famous expression, Shivim Panim La Torah, alluded to by the verse, Sod Hashem Lireyov, Sod is Samach Vav Dalit 70, and the lifespan of man, Yemesh Notenu Bahem, Shivim Shana, all of these are alluded with the 70, which is Bachayim. Okay. Verse. Twenty, that you should love Hashem your God, hearken to His voice, and to cleave to Him. And our sages say, what does it mean to cleave to God? How do you cleave to God? It doesn't mean you should go hug a tree. You cleave to God by emulating His deeds, just as He's compassionate, you should be compassionate, just as He visits the sick, you should visit the sick, just as He comforts the mourner, you comfort the mourner, and so on and so forth. Because he is your life, and the length of your days, to dwell. Upon the land, which God swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them. And Moshe went. Next portion, this is the 
second of the double portion. Nitzavim had 40 verses. Vayelech has 30 verses, shortest portion of the Torah, happening all on the day of Moshe's death, <clears throat> on the 7th of Adar, 2488. These words, El Kol Yisrael, to all of Israel. And he said to them, Ben of Esim Shona Anechi Hayim, today is my hundred and twentieth birthday. You come into my party? This was his birthday. I am no longer, as Rashi says, permitted. He was able because he was healthy. I am no longer permitted to go out and come because my time has come. Hashem because Hashem said to me, you shall not cross. You will not cross this Jordan. Rashi, Vayelech Moshe. I would think that he became weak. I would think he was walking with a walker. He was wearing reading glasses. No. Talmud Leymar. I can't see without the reading glasses. Talmud Leymar. His eyes did not become dim. He had 20-20 vision at 120. And none of his natural forces abated. He was stark. In that case, why can't he keep coming in and going out? He says, I'm not permitted. Not I cannot, but I may not. Because the authority has been revoked. It has been given to Yoshua. This is the day of transition. This then is the meaning of I can no longer go out and come in. Because God said, Today, my days and my years have been completed. On this day I was born. On this day I will die. As brought down in Gemara Rosh Hashanah. Today we have a uh, very short portion, so I'm going to share a teaching of the Rebbe on this subject. There's a teaching in the Talmud, in the Meseches Megillah, the Tractate of Megillah, where it says that when Homon Harosha, when Haman, was trying to pick a month which would have the right mazal, to harm the Jewish people. He went month by month. And every month he looked at this, had this holiday, this had this festival, and he wanted something that was empty of mazal, of good Jewish things. He came to the month of other, he said, this is my month. Not only doesn't it have any festivals, but furthermore, this is the day that the Savior of the Jewish people Moshe Rabbeinu died. So this is clearly the month which will be good for me to bring about Chasper Shalom, the, erratic, the termination, the death of the Jewish people, Chasper Shalom. So Hashem said to him, says the Gemara, you fool. You think this will be good because in other Moshe died. What you don't know is that Moshe was also born. So there. So in one of the Rebbe's Purim Fabrengans, the Rebbe would Fabreng every Purim, and every year he would discuss another Talmudic phenomenon. The Rebbe analyzed this teaching. And the Rebbe said, what does this mean? 
Haman is looking for a month without mazal. He finds other. There's no holiday. Moshe Rabbeinu died, so God says, uh uh-uh. You didn't look close enough in the calendar. Moshe was also born. So what does this mean? Birth cancels out death. Death is bad. Birth is good. What's going on here? And to cut to the chase, the Rebbe explained that when what birth represents is the fusion and the union, the anniversary of the connection of the neshama and the guf, of the soul and the body, the mission of the person here on earth. Moshe Rabbeinu's birthday represents the day this lofty soul came here upon earth doing everything that that soul and body did in its lifetime. Every good deed is eternal. When a a tzaddik's performance, a tzaddik's mitzvah, a tzaddik's Torah lasts forever. There's no expiration. What about when the tzaddik dies? So he died. It doesn't take away from his mitzvah. His, all of his good deeds that he did during his lifetime ascend up and send down blessing. And continue to go up and bring down blessing. And on his yard side, continue to go up and bring down blessing. That's what's so special about the yard side of a tzaddik. Says Hashem to Haman, you wicked fool. You're telling me Moshe died and that's a bad thing because it's the end of Moshe. You don't remember that Moshe was born. He was born and for a hundred and twenty years he did amazing things. Moshe is eternal. The fact that Moshe died means nothing because the death of a tzaddik does not in any way, shape or form remove the good deeds, the performance, the schut, the merit of the tzaddik. So, Haman Horosha, you forgot Moshe was born. Moshe was born, he's eternal. David Melech Yisrael, Chai Vekayim. And therefore, the Gemara says, Adar is going to get a new holiday. <laughs> Your holiday, Purim. But that's the idea of the day of Moshe's birth and Moshe's death in the teachings of the Rebbe. Okay, verse 3, Hashem Elokecha, no, uh, in the middle of Rashi 2, Lot says, to go out and to come in, words of Torah. Moshe was the Torah teacher, Moshe Rabbeinu. I can no longer be your teacher. That the traditions and the foundations of wisdom were shut down. Yoshua becomes now the Torah teacher of this generation. First and foremost, the mandate of a Jewish leader, first and foremost, is that he's a Torah teacher. Verse 3, Hashem Elokech, Hashem your God, who over the Fanecha, he will cross over for you. Who, Yashmin, he will destroy, as Hagoyim, all these nations, before you, Yehoshua, my successor, Yehoshua, who over Lefanecha, he will cross before you, Kasha Dibra Hashem, exactly as Hashem spoke. Couple of Balaturims here. The first Balaturim in Parshas Vayelech. Says the Balaturim, there's an old tradition, Bag 
Hamelech Pas Vayelech, which means that Bag Hamelech, Bag is Beis Gimel, when Rosh Hashanah comes out Monday or Tuesday, then Nitzavim and Vayelech are separate. But this year, for example, as Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbat, Nitzavim and Vayelech are combined. So this is the secret code, Bag Hamelech Pas Vayelech. Very important, Balaturim. This comes from the Gemara. We actually learned it here. By Yelech Moshe, earlier it says, La'avram li'yitzchak li'yakob. The last words in its of him were, to Avram, as God swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he's going to give them Eretz Yisrael. And right away we segue into By Yelech, where it says, By Yelech Moshe. So we learn that Moshe Rabbeinu went. First item on his agenda when he crossed over into Olam Haba. When he died and his soul ascended on high, what was his first mission? He was sent to Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and he said, Moshe, reporting here, I'm here to tell you that Hashem is about to fulfill his oath, and he's taking the Jewish people into Israel. So our sages tell us that Mikan, this is a biblical source from which we learn because there's a big question that's asked. The question is asked whether when the soul goes on high, do souls communicate with each other? Is there open communication? Do they have Facebook? Do they have email? Soul book. Mikan, from here we learn, that there is communication. After passing, that Moshe Rabbeinu went and he said, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, remember me? I'm Moshele. It's happening. B'nai Yisrael, your children are going into Eretz Yisrael. Mikan, Shahamesi misaprim zemza. Says the Balaturim on Pasuk Beis, Vilovo. The word Vilovo has a vav when it doesn't really have to have a vav. Says Moshe, vav represents six. The six orders of the Mishnah. Jewish law is the six orders of the Mishnah. Later it became incorporated into what we know today as the Mishnah. But even in the time of Moshe, there were the six orders of, of law. He says, I can no longer be your Rosh Yeshiva. I can no longer be your Torah teacher. I can no longer be the one who's teaching you the six orders of the Mishnah. And finally, verse 3, Balaturim. Says the Balaturim, it begins with Hashem. Look at verse 3. It begins with Hashem and it ends with Hashem. There are not too many verses in the Torah which begin with Hashem and end with Hashem. He says this verse begins with Hashem and ends with Hashem to tell us that Hashem, allegorically speaking, walks before the Jewish people, behind the Jewish people. Ki Hashem. Hashem walks before us and behind us. We have nothing to fear. We should do what we have to do. And Hashem is escorting us in front of us and behind us. And he goes on to say now in verse 4, We also Hashem lochem and God will do for you. God will do lochem to them, to the enemies. God will do to the Canaanites. Kasher also exactly as he did l'sichon u'lo'og. To sichon and og, these mega kings, malche amori kings, Emirate kings will launch them into their land. Asher Hishmi He destroyed them. When the son of Hashem, 
lifneichem, and Hashem will deliver them before you. Basisem lahem, you will do to them. Kechol hamitzvah, according to all of the commandments, asher tzivisi eschem, that I have earlier commanded you. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. Be courageous. And that's verse 6. Chizku. Be strong. V'yimtsu. Be courageous. Altiru. Do not be afraid. V'altartsu. And don't be terrified. Mipneham. Before them. Not that you don't merit to be afraid and you don't merit to be terrified. They are terrifying. The answer is, Ki Hashem Elokecha, because Hashem, your God. Hu ha-heilech imoch, he is going, walking with you, allegorically speaking. Layarpcha, v'leyazveka, he will not fail you, he will not forsake you. A Jew has to know that Hashem is with us, and that's why every time we complete one of the five books of Torah, we say, Chazak, Chazak. A Jew has to be strong and courageous and know that if he's engaged in the, ar- in the work of the army of Hashem, then Hashem is escorting him, walking ahead of him and walking behind him. And don't be afraid, don't be fearful, be strong and be courageous. And uh, Rashi, verse 6, He will not allow you to become weak, that you should feel forsaken, Hashem will never forsake you. End of Chumash portion.